Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you insightful conversations to awaken consciousness for soul growth. Come journey with us through astrology's energetic cycles and get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hi, everybody. Hello. Yes, I'm here. I just had a little break with my technological excitement. And good afternoon, morning, evening, wherever you might be. Today is, no, it's November, November 26th. And it's after the big holiday here in the States. And globally, we're getting ready for the season ending the year, however that greets you. And today is our panel kaleidoscope visions. We always talk about a transit. Today, the transits are merging, kind of like the year merging into the next year. And we do have, we believe, a uh, participant who's going to join us. And it, what we're focusing on, maybe after all the eclipses that we have, that is an aftermath season. I think that needs to be coined. Aftermath season doesn't end because turning into butterflies or whatever we do takes a little time and changes our whole physiology. Yes, the material and the spirit all warming in together. Point being, our subject is emotional deconditioning. So that's going to take us on a lot of ideas about what it takes for healing and the facts that we do condition on a natural basis. Well, with no more said, because we have an active panel with great members, we are now ready for Kaleidoscope Visions panel. Associating current astrology transits to a real-life natal chart transit reading through the understanding of the sky's cosmic consciousness for navigating free will options, this is your Kaleidoscope Visions panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, collaborating with guests weekly since 2018. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, consultant, workshop facilitator, and lecture speaker. I'm a Dwarf Planet University graduate, charter member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club. I have an AA degree and a fine arts music degree in jazz. I'm a certified color energy life coach, a writer, artist, musician, and ardent mythologist, a student of esoteric philosophies and life. I'm Amanda Pierce. I'm a soul-centered astrologer, blending intuition into my practice. I believe the universe is always working for our highest good and seek to empower my clients in our readings. I teach a four-week series of empowerment-based meditation classes that connect you deeper into your own intuition and innate power. I work in communications with a passion for employee experience. I also have a BA in psychology. I'm passionate about healing and enjoy helping others create new realities and shift old paradigms. And I am John Chenworth, an astrologer from Seattle, Washington. I grew up in southern Arizona and was so obsessed with mythology that I concretely imprinted the Greco-Roman pantheon into my psyche. I still see those gods and goddesses infused into everything around me. My experiences of working with developmentally disabled and resource students for many years as both teacher and mentor has given me a strong compassion for others and has seasoned me with an exceptional reconciling energy. I have more than 18 years experience reading natal charts and continue to enhance consulting techniques by attending workshops and conferences. 
I use a unique blend of evolutionary, archetypal, and traditional astrological methods to look for themes in the birth chart for us to explore. I also enjoy penning poems and exploring Washington State on road trips. And like the Sufi poet Rumi says, You are the entire ocean in a drop. Well, I've got lots of drops here in this picture, right? (laughs) Hi, Amanda, and hi, John. Hello. Hi. Nice to be here with you today, as always. It's good to be back. Very. It is. And this is our last one for this calendar year, folks. And we do have our application up and running on Cosmos. And so you, we have January filled, but February on, please per- participate. And we look forward to having uh, new people. But today is very exciting and it's hard to know where to begin exactly except Pluto of course is in Capricorn maybe we should have our slides and that'll help us along as always and just to mention off the bat John has his website Sky Path Astro and Amanda uh, best to do her email Amanda Moon Astrology at Gmail if you're so interested in connecting so conditioning, if we're, if we're deconditioning, it's all about conditioning. And it's so natural, right? We do it in everything in our lives. Our expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. absolutely. And there, a lot of that is um, what we receive from our family. You know, with the, just the, the habits and the, the belief patterns and all of those systems that come with um, uh, how we're raised and and how we grow into who we are today. Everything supports it so much. Our culture, our schools, our neighbors, our friends, on and on and on. Because we have to adapt to learn. You know, it's part of the survival technique. It's not bad. It's just that it. Um... Yeah, absolutely. I think you just hit it right on the nose with like this is how we survive. We learn these these techniques that in the moment were very helpful for us. And uh, as we get older, sometimes the, the helpfulness leaves, but they're still there and we're still kind of stuck with it. And so this is about clearing out what we can in the moment to kind of come into a healthier balance. Yes, because for, and John, if you had something, go ahead. Oh, I'm good. What did Amanda oh, say? Okay. Right? Yeah. Because, <laughs> the psychology <'cause>, background. <laughs> yeah. For myself, it's all about accountability. If we have our autonomy, and we need to own what we do. It's like instead of blaming the exterior, it's like, no, it's the buck stops here or starts here. You know, it's like the whole that's the ending in the beginning. Then it has to align with what is in our nature. And other people's screen, although it might be a good template, isn't what works for us. That's the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. And the, that accountability really speaks to the the Saturn transit that we're talking about, Saturn series set in a T-square. And um, just taking accountability for where we're at in the moment, Saturn transits are always good check-in points to see how we're doing at with our accountability, accountability with um, standing in our authority and um, where, where we're holding correct boundaries for ourselves. Ooh, good point. And yeah, Pluto right now after a 16, I say after because in January 21st, finally for sure goes into Aquarius, which has its own goods and bads, 
as life goes, everything has the coin of two sides. But it's 16 years, it's at the very end of its degrees. But the rulers, Saturn is now in Pisces and that dissolves. And plus the fact that Pluto is working, which always wants to eliminate, which isn't working for our soul growth. It's been squaring, as we say, in this action-oriented tension motivator with the lunar nodes of where we've been and where we're going, which are all about relationships, Aries and Libra. And Pluto going into Aquarius also brings, uh, in my mind, uh, humanity as a collective and, and seeing how we make that work better and it's more inclusive and just, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out in the next few years of Pluto and Aquarius. It'd be very interesting. And there'd be like, of course, be- the Pluto challenges, of course, but we'll see. <laughs> yes. And think of all the babies being born then that'll have their Pluto and Aquarius. It's right. like, oh my goodness. Well, now, now is the time by Charlie Parker. So here we go. Early early representatives of the coming Aquarian age, whenever that starts, it's kind of interesting to think about, you know, little hints of this new age coming in, which yeah. It's yeah, it's interesting to think about also with the with Pluto moving into Aquarius, Saturn will be fully in Pisces transiting in this and the Saturn in Pisces energy, it's like Saturn really likes um things to be known and kind of black and white. And in Pisces, it's very ambiguous. And so kind of trying to figure out how to move forward, stand in our our authority or our own knowingness of ourselves in this new age of um, of Aquarian energy. So um, I think there's going to be a lot of ambiguity that we're dealing with as we kind of shift into that. And it'll be interesting to see. That focuses for me 100% the need to shift to the spiritually aligned. In other words, that to recognize the signs, the symbols, the, the, the center within, to be still enough to hear it, to, to be true to oneself. Because if we're having, I guess, back to that accountability, instead of listening in reference to others, because it's not all, it's nebulous partly because of how to read what the, what the signs are, what the symbols are, you know, like, is it someone speaking? Is it a road sign? Is it a piece of music? It is what, what, what message am I getting? And, 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 and how am I really asking for that message? Because what we feel, you know, sometimes we send mixed messages. There's, there's a gift in having these symbols together, Saturn being the hard work and the building and uh, nose to the grindstone kind of thing, but it's going through Pisces, which I think of as the dreams, like building a dream. There's that, so there's a little mm-hmm. thing of hope. What can we build? But it's hard, for Saturn, hard for Saturn to get a footing, but it opens that up, right? Yeah. Or, or what is necessary to build. Yeah, and, the, and, and Saturn is... Up a little more. Sorry. Sat, yeah, no. Saturn's all about like the rules and following the rules. And with Pisces, that's kind of, that's dissolving a little bit. And so we're, we're having a period now where we can build those new dreams in a different way yes. with that Aquarian energy and, and standing in, in that Aquarian power. Yeah. Right this second today, this is a chart representing it at one o'clock. And of course it's based out of KPNWAM, which also hosts our show through our show and, we, we are on YouTube and podcasts, but it is a balsamic moon, meaning it's a time of rest as we speak. Interestingly, because there are these 
two action T-squares happening, and they involve the moon, one of them does, and the sun, you know, because so one is, so it's all about the sense of timing just as we speak, but this is sort of the, the launching pad because we're going to quickly shift. But Saturn, as we can see, is, is, is just as we speak, maybe working in tension with how we're feeling with the moon and our emotions and the sun of our will and our actions, you know, to create, just as you say, new boundaries, new directions. And then Pluto, of course, is in that transmutive place of, okay, if you're going to do all these changes with your actions and boundaries, how do they relate to you and other people? <laughs> Complex. Hmm? Well, I love that Pluto is trining the moon as well and kind of making it um, a little more comfortable for us to kind of step into our, our power with these, these T-squares that can be quite challenging. Um, and that, you know, Saturn is, is like a little bit of a taskmaster. And so it's, it's going to kind of bring things forward that, um, sometimes we don't necessarily want to see. So I like that Pluto aspect to kind of help us really just step into it and say, okay, I'm doing it. Thank you. It kind of resolves the shock. There's a nice trine. I guess that's actually to Uranus, but it's, uh, well, maybe that's, uh, I was going to talk about Juno over there, but I think that's trining Uranus. What, maybe if, uh, who, who are the assistants, who are the helpers with the innovative ideas? Something like that. Find, find yeah. those people in your crowd. They, Help you know from I mean? your friends. It's yeah. so good. Well, we have here Q, their natal chart. And thank you, Q, for allowing us this opportunity. And they were born on, they go by pronouns they and there's them, um, December 28th, 1990 in Manchester. I think it was New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah, I was yeah, in yeah. New, not, New England. I kept thinking <laughs> that's not, it's in New England. Thank you. Yeah, at 5.49 in the evening. So it's a, just the beginning of a evening lower hemisphere chart with the sun Stellium and Capricorn there in the sixth house. Duty That's oriented. That's goes to all the Capricorn. Wow. Very strong. And North <laughs> Node in um, Capricorn and the ruler Saturn in its own sign. Very dedicated that. Strong. Very strong. Talk about conditioning. And also, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, a very strong work ethic, right? Or, yes. or, or uh, complete the job. You have to do all the parts of it to know that it's finished. Accountable. There's a word. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. that, all that Capricorn energy is hardworking in the sixth house, which is that Virgo energy, which is, um, mm -hmm. it is, it's a house of service. It's a house of action. I'm um, getting things done in the, in the material world. And so it's, like all that Capricorn energy, you know, this person has come in with, um, with lots of lifetimes of having been in that, that Capricorn energy of. No, it's North node, it, but you're true. Sorry, Amanda, you're right. It's coming in, but the South node, were you going to say? Cause yep. no, I'm no, I'm yeah. I'm so sorry. I w I'm going to mention that though. Um, <laughs> cause that, cause that definitely plays into it. Just, um, lots of, of lifetimes of kind of being in that energy where they are the kind of the general, um, leading the troops 
And with Capricorn, it's like when you have that, you often don't get to kind of like sit back and like feel your feelings because you're in the action often. Um, and with all of this Capricorn energy, uh, there is still that Capricorn North Node. So it's like, yes, they, they're bringing that in from their, their past lives, but they're still going towards it. And with, you see the outer planet, um, outer planets, Neptune and Uranus in there. So they're, they're shifting how they're doing it. And so this is coming in in a new way um, to kind of be worked through in this lifetime uh, and to be, and to be moving forward into it with that North Node in a new way. Mm-hmm. At the top of the chart, you have Moon and Mars, and I guess Vesta, and even Sedna, which is a heavy gathering for Taurus. Which uh, so uh, Capricorn being the moving forward Earth, where you're climbing the mountain, having that Taurus there is I'm going to be a uh, feeling of being more grounded and enjoying the beauty more. So that that's a little hint there. We're we're, we're going to brush off the hard work ethic a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We're going to enjoy well, a little bit. This is such a beautiful synergy of listening to you both because I'm realizing with the ascendant in cancer, which of course responds to that moon that you're bringing up, John and Amanda, what you're bringing up is that by very nurturing and, and with Chiron there sort of changing their identity a lot. It's like an ongoing internal identity of truth of, of focus, but yet, in cancer, there's so much that has to do about the deep, well, I'm thinking the deep past. It's not really deep past, but for this person, I think with that, those outer planets there all conjoined in that sixth house opposing it must be, and Chiron quite in the 12th, so much deep spirituality that needs to dig out and needs to, be embraced by because very nurturing but the question remains how is that nurturing as i think tying together with what you're both saying serving the self how uh, um, uh, another read on the taurus is a settling of the emotions so you have a uh, the South Node indicates many lifetimes of doing things a certain way so a lot of cancer energy a lot of emotional letting out of them the person might still be in that and the Taurus moon is saying, wait a minute, you have all these emotions. Let's ground them a little bit and see if we can see what we're feeling mm-hmm. here and get on a little more solid ground. And then we can get that Capricorn action going. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then if I can jump in with the series, that it looks like the question mark, folks, right oh, down yes. at the bottom with the red arrow and the other two arrows. because And that happens to be the same degree, 22 degrees Libra, that the solar eclipse was in. So there was probably a huge shift. It's an aftermath, and here we are giving this synopsis. This is one part of it. But as we will see, this person is having a solar return coming up and so many more returns. But it's also, and I think we'll jump ahead to some other charts. Amanda, I well, might have something to say. Yeah, and can I just It's about I just nurturing, say, I was going to say. Go ahead, nurturing and grief. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the so the moon in Taurus, which rules that south node, uh, is also, it's Taurus is a very self-sufficient mm-hmm. sign. So this is someone who probably um, it has been um, kind of dealing with their emotions on their own more often. And mm. maybe they may be very good at that. And they, that may be part of the, the Chiron energy of um, 
kind of teaching others how to how to be that yeah. way as well. That's right. Like, or the yes, yes. Go ahead, John. Um, Jupiter. I was going to talk about Jupiter really quick in the first house, the magnifying glass expanding in this lifetime. Let's uh, see how we're going to deal with that south node and how we're going to deal with those emotions. It's just like a light on, on the life. Well, looking ahead, you has some really strong highlights, astrological highlights. One of them is, we can go back, but that Pluto in the late degree of Capricorn, it has been transiting over their north node five times and will closely in 2024, late 2024, so it'll get felt. But these are really activating karmic experiences that started in 2022 and this year, early in January, then in the summer, and now presently as we speak. So that's one of, and as we remember, Pluto also uh, holds no, I mean, wants total transformation. It wants soul growth. What is feeding you? It's hungry. It's hungry for the real deal of what is true. Also, did, were you going to say something, Amanda? Oh, well, I was just going to mention also that um, that Pluto has been, it's been in Capricorn since 2008, and it's, touched Q's son in 2011. She's got, mm. or they've got that huge um, uh, Capricorn stellium. So since 2011, they've been having Pluto transits. Uh, and Good so point. this is like, I'm super curious to see how like that has, what type of transformation that has been for them yeah. and for like how they're, they're working that, that Capricorn energy in their lives. It, it, it's very powerful. And there's such a, a, a funnel of other, strong, uh, kinetic, synergetic energies. And we'll just go through these. One is that very recently, as of the 16th of this month, there was a lunar return, which happens every month. Happens to be that in their chart, Mars is exactly conjunct. So it's always a call to action. And Mars wants to go forward and separate, which cuts away something that you're attached to. But hopefully it just digs further to weed out things. And it happens to be in the 11th house. So possibly all of this is greater. But the point is there was a emotional connection very that's still evident. And also that the, the nodes, their nodes, which are in opposite signs, they're all cardinal. They're squaring each other. So there's this huge tension between what's currently we're embodying as a collective past and going forward with their own personal past and future. And it's happened since for, as you say, it's been a long, it's a phase. So it's not anything we can pinpoint, but it's part of this whole huge internal change because since mid July and actually right at, as July went into August, but at this moment it's three and a half degrees in orb. So it's still being recognized, you know, although it's out of the, the thick of it. So here we have that bywheel that shows the, that conjunction of the moon because this is, what is this? This is the natal on the inside, December 28, 1990, and then today, which is November 26. As you can see, 
maybe I was wrong. We're having a lunar return right now. You know what? I put a 16. It should be a 26. That was a typo. Sorry. Today we're having a lunar return. That's the big news. And Pluto on the North Node. Okay. Yeah, and this and this Pluto on the North Node, it's not um, the Plutos. It, they've been dealing with it for a while, so this is not like a new thing out of the blue type of energy. Um, so this is kind of the culmination of that of that Capricorn journey and that Pluto transit uh, and how they're they're moving through it and empowering themselves. Um, so. Maybe. I was thinking of uh, uh, empowered choices. Whenever I see the nodes crossing each other, I think of having to make a decision on well the soul's path and what you really want to do. And with all this experience going through Capricorn, Pluto going through Capricorn, all this time, it's like, okay, what, what do you make of that? What do you want to do? What decisions yeah. do you want to make? Right, because here we have the emotional body that always wants action, and so it's very forward. And here we're giving all this emotional. Uh, news right here is like a stepping stone towards embodying it. So going ahead as of tomorrow, Venus is actually going to conjunct that um, square with series of nurturing. So that's, it's all very potent, whether it's today or tomorrow, but before their solar return that somehow we'll get to in the next minute or two, <laughs> there are Mercury returns. And for this individual, that's pretty potent because it happens to be when Mercury will be retrograding and Mercury being at the same degree as the galactic center. That's one of the reasons why I think spiritually it'll be heartening to hear how this person might be navigating that aspect if it's working, how it's working in their life. I so mean, that, meditation would be a fantastic mm -hmm. practice for somebody with Mercury uh, conjunct the galactic center. I mean, that is like you could really open yourself up to um, channeling and, and getting all, information. All channels open. It's yeah. Galactic center. Yeah. yeah. So the first time it's going to be direct is like you know, dominoes in a couple of days. Today's the 26th. So on the 28th, you know, there's these quick um, series of, 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 of movements. And then of course, right on Christmas Eve. And then again in January. So it, again, it will be a process to review. So here we have the, the solar return. Couldn't that's important for everybody. It's once a year. And John, you brought up that, and I think I have that on the next slide. Do I? Yeah. Uh, right now, maybe we should just jump right to. Well, the moon is opposite. We were talking about the moon and Pluto before, as of today. Is is they're having a lunar return and then Pluto's on the nodes. Well, those two are it, when they're opposite of each other is awareness. So there'll be greater awareness of this emotional embodiment. What made the conditioning for the habits, for the emotion, for the childhood, and how? What structures can we keep and what can we release? That's a big part of this. The work, Mike, can we look at that chart one more time? Very interesting thing mm -hmm. I noticed. Um, uh, Leo in the first house, so the sun is ruling a chart, and there's the sun in the sixth house, which continues the work, but on a, like a, developing some kind of a regimen to continue with the work. 
and and allowing yourself to shine and feel warm in that and feeling good about that. Yeah. Well, we're nearing our break time, but perhaps I know John, you brought this up because the natal ascendant, the moon is so valuable in many ways here, the lunar return and the on and on and the south node with right there, but the Sabian symbol for the ascendant. Perhaps you want to talk a little bit about this. Is this good timing or should we go? Sure, over the natal chart, every uh, degree of the zodiac has a picture with it and they were developed by, uh, I can't remember the name, a psychic and an astrologer. He wrote oh, all the degrees Elf, of the zodiac. Uh, on the Elsie Wheeler and Thank Edmund you. Jones. Yes. Yeah, yes. he wrote down all the um, uh, degrees of the zodiac and she came up with an image for each one and we've, we've incorporated them into astrology and we use them for pictures of all the degrees of the zodiac. And uh, 27 degrees cancer, we look at 28, and the picture for that that Elsa Wheeler came up with, a confrontation. Well, what's the picture I got here? A violent storm rages in a canyon filled with beautiful homes. An interpretation of that is, uh, uh, let's see, crisis or rising to the occasion or facing fears, which I think is really yeah, the, with that. It is about values, static values, what's mm -hmm. been existing, but how we got to reconsider it. Yeah, I was glad. Here comes a change. Through. We can't control it. New footing, new ground, right? And, uh, yeah, what, what I what just comes to me is like this, um, this desire to cut through everything that is um, that's kind of like a false status. And uh, like wanting to just rip it down. If it's not going to survive a storm, then does it have worth in your life? Like it, you don't want, you don't want these false um, illusions of this, these homes that look expensive, but they're just going to crumble. So like building that, that strong structure um, and having it withhold a storm. And so that energy within Hugh's chart uh, I think works really well with with all of her Capricorn and the way that she's transforming it. There, there, the beautiful, there, the beautiful yeah. homes could be. Yeah. Uh, what temple do you want to build? Beautiful. What, what, what we are you? taking a break. We'll be right back with Kaleidoscope Visions panel with Amanda Pierce and John Chinworth. And thank you, everybody. We're really excited to get down to talking with Q. We have a little bit more, but we'll be right back. Stay with us. Thank you. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Sagittarius, ruled by the largest of all planets, Jupiter, the Roman god, or Zeus by the ancient Greeks. By leaving a cycle based on power and powerlessness of life and death and regeneration involving committed relationships, Sagittarius energy finds meaning for an expanded perspective and potential for actualization in their search for truth. As a mutable fire sign depicted by the centaur, Sagittarius is adventurous and seeks the beyond. Sagittarius travels to far places, physically and mentally, to find the truths of life. 
This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to NewProSupplements.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, it's Shelter Rescue Sanctuary and anything that helps our Animal Friends Sunday. We'll check in with Meow Cat Rescue, Help Animals India, Animals24-7.org, and the Ananda Institute for Living Yoga. But the best thing is, it's time to unleash the Jingle Cats. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings insightful conversations to awaken consciousness for the soul growth with hour-long programs every Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific on KKNW. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel and Facebook page. While you're there, make sure you click the like and subscribe buttons so you get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. And to find out about upcoming programs, sign up for the newsletter at TalkCosmos.com. So grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Hi again. We're back. And if we could get those slides. And I will mention that if anybody wants consultations, we do it. And please go to Talk Cosmos. You'll see all or just go to these slideshows. And it shows Amanda's email and John's website. Of course, mine. We'd be glad to work with with you personally. Here we have Hughes Natal with the uh, I don't know why I got that message, but anyway, Natal with the uh, uh, the solar return and. It show and then we'll bring on Q. So there it is, that big square and the opposition with right now Uranus saying, let's shake it up and work with the moment. Let's do some changes. <laughs> yeah, and Uranus is opposing Q's natal Pluto. And Pluto being in the fifth, there's a very strong um, creativity here. And uh, and I wonder also if this this Uranus transit is looking to kind of shake up that Pluto, get it in a more playful place with all of this Capricorn energy. Sometimes that can be a bit serious uh, and getting back more into the power of that creativity and play in life. Hmm. That's a good point. Did we have, let's see, go ahead, John, because we do want to bring Q on. I'm just kind of love that Uranus went over natal Vesta. Vesta keeps the fires burning up there in the 11th house. So uh, just surprising changes to the community or looking for changes in that. Or how you, how you uh, experience your community. And is your community uh, uh, charging your battery? You know, do you feel comfortable in it? What needs to be changed? Yes, and the moon right there in the first house really powerfully accenting the emotional embodiment that we're talking about, the full awareness with processing because cancer self wants to process, does have to process, and that all that Capricorn saying, no, 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 time is, time is of the element. You know, there's a restriction, and so it's maybe a... Mm-hmm. 
Amanda? Yeah, well, just looking at that, that we didn't mention this before, but the, as Pluto has been transiting through Capricorn, it did just trine that moon and Mars in her, in their 11th house. Uh, and so that may have been a very empowering time to kind of move through some of these emotions um, of that, that cancer, because it's, it's not that Q has more emotion than others. It's that they have deeper access to it with the Capricorn energy. It's just Capricorn, or I'm sorry, with that cancer energy. And because cancer just is able to go a lot deeper into the emotion. So um, it can't, and that can be a bit more to handle. Um, but uh, it's, uh, I, yeah, I'd love to see if that, if that has come up with, for them at all. And the healing aspects. I think we, we, we want to wrap this up. Come, I know all of us, because we want to get, you on and but we did bring up i think john you mentioned the fact that hygia there that little funny thing in the eighth house at 18 degrees pisces is uh training all, all in water signs so you could be quite a healer in their own right and so let's find out shall we ask yeah there's bring, so many ways oh, that this chart could go so it's very yeah. curious to see how it, it nate if you working. could bring our great guest on Hi. Cute. Hello. Thank you. Very great. Thank you. Thank you. I, it's very interesting to hear these takes um, before meeting you guys too, um, and and to see how how that interpretation lines up really is amazing. Direct feedback about maybe the growth process or what you do for yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So um, the Sabian symbol actually, I think, is the thing that I wanted to start with because. I ha I didn't know about that um, being that one for um, that degree of, of cancer. And that feels so true in like a few microcosms of my life of both the home that I grew up in was um, actually like an old decrepit mansion that my parents were rehabbing. And then they built like multi-million dollar homes around it as they did this project. But that facade of that beautiful home and neighborhood really had such um, a destructive tornado of, of anger inside of it. And it was one of those stories of like, you know, on the facade, everything is perfect and wonderful and look how beautiful everything is. But inside, you know, that, that inability to know how to express the range of emotions. And, mm -hmm. and then I came in this, you know, cancer rising kid in this situation and like, had those very deep, big emotions. And um, it definitely took me until about, um, you know, 2021-ish was when I, after my Saturn return and everything, had a big um, moment of like, I'm, I need to go on this healing journey. And the fact that you brought up meditation is, is really lovely too, because that's really how that all started for me, was starting to get in touch with that inner voice and uh, hear that this healing needed to happen. And I, I would say <laughs> it's been very interesting with um, Pluto on my North Node um, really coming to terms with some of the ways that that shadow side of Capricorn manifests in me and, and, and where it does that I haven't been able to see it before um, as a part of this journey. So uh, it, it's, um, very confirming, I think, to to hear this story and um, to see that like 
that volcano in the house that I've built of myself in my life and, and see that, that that tornado needs to still find its way to be expressed myself. And that that's, I think, the point of the journey that I'm on is what to do with that tornado <laughs> that's trapped in here. Well, I'd like to say something about the moon and oh, Cancer rising. So it's ruled by the moon. And uh, your natal moon is in the 11th house next to Mars, exactly conjunct Mars. So this is a, a signal of either the emotions are out of control and that you're to let loose a tornado or uh, you begin to practice to marshal the emotions, become observant of them and learning how to, I guess, deal with them, which sounds like what you might be starting to do. Yeah, I love that because the because Mars is martial arts, and so and Indeed. yeah, 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 that's so that's beautiful and kind of taking a um, there's a lot of emotional bravery here with Mars because Mars is courage. It it's going to pioneer and it's going to step into areas that haven't been stepped into um, potentially for yourself. And with that South Node in Cancer, you know this is the this is where you're coming from. Um, and so stepping even deeper into it and pioneering even deeper into those emotions and having that courage and that bravery may be what um, kind of makes some shifts for you in terms of, of how it works and how you heal with that Chiron in cancer there. Cause that's, um, that, that's a lot of energy that is that you're looking to, to heal in this life and that also can be used to help heal others. Oh, I think you're on mute. Thank you. I love that emotional pioneer idea. I find that having a Mercury return right with this retrograde will be so constructive because it, you know, you, you have a lot of sixth house, a lot of analytical ability, able to piece it together. So bringing in that emotional story of it, seeing a perspective on it that maybe you're able to reshift and use your part and the other people's parts is, is going to be, because it's very philosophical, right? You know, it's in Sagittarius. It wants to see the broad picture. And I know from my own chart, I have, I understand that sometimes one can get caught up in the the, the, the bigger framework of it. But the fact that it's in, in fire, I think helps keep you grounded. And the fact that you have all this natural water is you're in touch with emotions. It's not like you're going to get carried away into airy-fairy uh air thoughts not with all that capricorn <laughs> no no so it, sure. it, it, there's a lot of potential i'm saying for help from the universe is what i'm saying with these transits that are going on and john you brought up the fact that this year is perfection which is a ancient system of 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 denoting each year you're born and you kind of move around the horoscope and, and keep revolving. But at, at 33, if we're correct, it would be in the 10th house of correct. career and social work. So it really is which, that. Which is, is the real, Capricorn house. 
And it's ruled by Mars. Exactly. So Mars comes into play again. And Mercury is going to bump up against Mars. And they natally have that moon Mars. So this year is the year to think about Mars. Mm. <laughs> Do you, and did I miss it? I had to close the refrigerator. The, anyway, it was beeping. Um, did I miss what you do or what you're thinking of doing in this world? Or does this relate? Mm. If, if you feel like sharing it, like, yeah, this um, I, I see two things that, that I haven't really figured out what, what the synthesis might be, but, um, I work in, um, uh, commercial electric energy. I'm an engineer by training, of course. And, um, I am really focused right now on changing the ways markets work in order to make them more efficient and use the technologies that we have available um, in more thoughtful ways. And I see how the system that we have in our marketplaces um, for commercial construction is really informed by people and limited knowledge of how things work and the systems at play. And so I really enjoy looking at those larger systems and deconstructing them into little people components of, of understanding. And that's done pretty well for me. I, I know what I do and um, I'm comfortable there and I'm very comfortable being very visible. I, I think as Jupiter went through my 10th house uh, recently, that all kind of uh, came off and with, with um, the eclipses, I think more of that will continue. Um, but what I also do in kind of the, the other side of me is in my personal life, um, working with people on, on feelings. And that's something that really is like at the core of when I feel like I have been able to understand something and integrate something is if I experience it once myself and then afterwards, if I see it, manifest in somebody else after I've, you know, become aware of it and worked on it, that having a conversation that's really like, uh, you know, compassionate with somebody else who's going through something that I can see myself in, um, that point feels so much more healing to me than the working on it myself was. It, it never feels complete until I can hold that space for somebody else. And mm. so that I have a calling there that I haven't figured out what to do with. Um, and I would like to connect with other people more on that intimate level. Um, but it's very, um, it doesn't feel reckoned with like all the Capricorn that's like, do the very traditional career route, keep going up that mountain, don't ever stop and, and look the other way. Well, I think this is a this is a great year to start making headway into that secondary career piece or or even if it's not a career, if it's like this is the 10th house is your legacy, right? This is what um you'll you'll be known for and it's ruled by Mars and which connects with that moon and connects with that that Chiron in in Cancer and so really being that uh, advocate for others. I love that you're talking about holding space. That's such a Taurus energy and such like a gift to have and give to the world. And even it, it being in the 11th house could be, this could be like online work that you do with this. I don't know if that's what you're doing um, currently online work, 
But um, the sixth house is, uh, it's the work we do, but it's not necessarily our career or legacy. So yeah, you've got a lot of that energy in there, but um, it's, it's not like the, it's not that healing or that um, maybe that purpose that you're looking for. Do you ever consider being a mentor of some kind? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I think that I, I have filled that role a little bit in the more traditional engineering space. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, is not one that has come through in other avenues in the, in the interpersonal side as much. Mm-hmm. To you- me. Oh, no, go ahead. I gonna, yeah. I was going to say to me, it's a great year to research I'm thinking of that six house loves to kind of figure out more. And we all have a lot of that energy ourselves, but to research the avenues that you might find training, since I think that's also six house you know, in to, to hold that space because as Amanda and, and John are saying, it's what a, you have a gorgeous foundation of, of a perspective for it. And, and it, it, the universe, we don't have to worry about in some ways because that motivation of internally is going to bring focuses. So just be receptive. It's but you, mm-hmm. you might find yourself also being able to be a well, the word mentor again of people who struggle with their emotions with uh, mm. all the cancer energy and Chiron right there with the South Node. You have experience with this, and Chiron wants to heal that. And by doing that in the myth, he uh, teaches other how, others how to heal by becoming a teacher. So you might mm. have a natural gift for helping people who maybe mm. uh, help with emotional work. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, Sagittarius, the, the, the professor, the Sag. I'm mean, sage. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm curious. Do you uh, do anything creative right now in your world? Mm. It's, it's one of those things that was expressed much more earlier in my life. And um, I think that uh, it's changed how I, mm-hmm. um, how I relate to that side of myself and it's much harder to access these days um, I'm definitely an artist and um, I, it is not something I'm not making right now. It's not um, mm-hmm. coming to me as easily as I'm definitely stuck in the like research mode of like gather information in order to digest and integrate rather than do that expression piece. And I do feel like there's something missing there. For yeah, me. I, I, I feel like that that would be um helpful for you just to get like the energy shifting a bit and with the uranus is has been going over your pluto it's pluto in the fifth right i mentioned that earlier um just like really powerful creative energy and even if it's if it's like you're blocked on the creativity level just getting out and kind of being playful with things to get just shift that energy out of that very sometimes serious capricorn like i gotta get it done um, energy is that could start to allow you to, um, allow like different insights to come forward or different inspirations of where you really want to go with, um, with <laughs> your, your life and your work and, and everything else. And it's in the 11th, meaning groups, 
So whether it's online or whether it's a network group, but just that association and, and it begins to break down some of the barriers because you see the other people with their get inspired. There's a whole realm of it. But truly, I would hold on to realizing that these transits that are happening just as we speak, as we we're saying about the moon and your and Venus before because this is ahead. This is still a month away. I mean, it's all like a synergetic river of flow, but your values with that Venus in, in, in is going to strengthen. And then the thought process, it's a work in progress this year, but I think by the, you will start experiencing many ways to, to put that emotional, counseling or mentoring or healing however you decide is 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 work, appeals to you you'll find a method and it could be with the art might help break it up too yes i love that do you feel like you've um since 2011 you've had major shifts in your life like with that yes. all that pluto energy yeah. Yeah. And like a yeah. like you're a totally different person. Yes. I have I have stopped hiding myself, I think, since then. And just more and more over the time figured out how to choose myself first. And and like and you're still in that that Pluto transit energy. So it's this may need to just settle a bit for you too. Um, as your and as the as Pluto moves over your North Node, it's going to pull you towards those things that that are correct for you in this life. And so it may just be um, just to being in a state of like allowing things to come forward. Yeah, it's a process. It is surely a process. So thank you so much, Q. You've been just. I'm very grateful to have you help close our 2023 season. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. This is lovely. Yeah, thank you. This is an honor. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah. So we wish everybody a good season ahead for some people of Christmas, other people their holiday of their direction. There's many yeah, things. Have happening. a wonderful solstice, everybody. We'll see you next yeah. year. I'm excited. <laughs> That's so true. Yes, and December. We begin with Chiron with Tracy Quinlan of Canada next week. So that's going to continue this healing concept. It's um, a deep time we're in transiting into how to be joyful. Thanks, folks. We love you. Thank Thank you for joining an insightful conversation on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests awaken consciousness by connecting soul growth patterns with astrology's energetic cycles. Be sure to tune in next Sunday, 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.